Um, but we're going to dive right in. So most of you guys know um, that today is a Vision Sunday of sorts, and uh, we get some we get to take some time to tell you a story. So is it okay if I start with story time with you guys? A lot of you know that I am a recovering black thumb person. Uh, my thumbs are no longer black. They're potentially light green, potentially greenish gray. Uh, you can drive by my house later and, and tell me. But when I moved to Oklahoma 12-something years ago, thir- I guess 12 years ago, we bought a house that had a beautiful tree in the front yard. And I don't know if it was just because we signed the documents, but by the time we moved in, a month later, the tree was dead. And uh, God bless that tree. You guys, if some of you know this story, I actually prayed resurrection life over it, and it did come back to life. Um, Yes, it was dead for like well over a year, and it was just a real sore spot for me as a human being. Like, I just felt like a real failure because I cannot keep living things alive. I can keep people alive, don't, don't worry, but I cannot keep plants alive. And um, so fast forward several years, and we built a house. We, we built a house that we're living in now about three and a half years ago, and we put in this big flower bed in the front, and I felt all of this nervous energy, like, I have killed everything I've ever planted, and now I have expanded what I'm going to plant. This is not good. And so I told God, I want to learn how to have a flower bed. And so I did. And you guys that have been over to my house have seen little by little. We've had some, we have some bumps along the way, some things that uh, Brandon makes fun of me because I, I planted a bush in the front of it and I dug the hole. And when I dug the hole, I dug the hole over the sprinkler line. And a normal person would fill it back in and dig somewhere else, but I was tired. And so I cut the root ball in half and stuck it in there anyway. And uh, it lived for two years. God bless that plant is now with Jesus, with the ultimate gardener. <clears throat> I should have just redug the hole anyways. Uh, but as I, I grew and learn, learned, my goal was to be able to have a really beautiful flower bed. And I don't have a picture of it because I didn't get a picture before the rain knocked off all the flower petals on my roses. But today, my flower bed actually looks pretty good. Now, comparatively to me. To you guys, you might be like, eh, you got some more room to go. I'm an amateur. My dream for my life is to have a topiary in the middle of it. Don't tell Grant. Like a Disney princess that I've like grown, like, the, you know, like they do at Disney World. Um, I'm a ways away from learning how to do that. But this year, when the year turned into 2021, I had this crazy idea. I was looking at my flower bed, driving in, and I just, it was like the Holy Spirit. I had this idea. You should cut it all down. And normally I would say, get behind me, Satan. I know all of you that actually know gardening are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I should have looked at myself like that, but instead I was like, sounds good. Why not? I had done some research that hydrangea bushes, I have four of them, hydrangea bushes, when you cut them to the ground, they multiply out wider. If that's incorrect information, fill me in after service, but that's what Google told me. And so I'm looking at all these plants. I've got knockouts. I've got boxwoods. I've got um, these hydrangeas. I've got other things. I don't know their name, but they're pretty. And I was like, what, what could happen? What's the worst that could happen? So my son and I get out there with my, box, my uh, hedge clippers, and we cut it all down. This was in, like, end of January, beginning of February. I know. It was bad. Okay, I know that. And uh, every day for about two months, I thought to myself, you ruined it. <laughs> You were so close to being a real gardener. I can't grow food. Okay, guys, I'm just talking about keeping plants, like flowers alive. It's very, it's embarrassing. But here I am thinking I've ruined it. And that crazy idea turned out to be a prophetic act from the Lord. 
turned out to be a prophetic invitation, actually, is a better way to say it. Because in my process, God began to ask me, do you trust that the garden will come back? I said, well, Holy Spirit, if it doesn't, you're going to have to provide some resources because the hubs is not going to give me extra money to go plant new flowers for the ones I just murdered, okay? I said, all right, Lord, uh, I do trust you. It's interesting because eight years ago, actually this week, eight years ago, Grant and I left our previous church in Norman, Oklahoma, that we were serving as youth pastors in, and we went down this nomadic journey of planting Bethel OKC. And in that process, uh, it was like, I think Pentecost Sunday, eight years ago, that the Lord said, okay, it's time to go on this journey. And so we spent a few months, and we were... um, waiting on the Lord. Then we moved up here in 2013 and we began to do the process of church planting according to the Holy Spirit, which is different than the process of church planting according to what you can Google and learn. And so we began to gather people and just love them. And we would love them and we would, we would teach them how to encounter God's love. And we would have these moments where people would begin to understand their identity. And it was like the most beautiful thing, right? There's nothing more beautiful than somebody understanding how much God loves them. And then that, that time of loving people turned into gathering people to pray and to worship. As we would pray and worship, we would interact with heaven. And we began to see God do some really interesting things. And through our time of praying and worshiping and contending, one time we, got all, we all got in an RV and we drove around praying over Oklahoma City. It's, it's one of the uh, moments we don't put online. Um, but it was fun. We had some people in there who were from Church of Christ <clears throat> and others who were very Pentecostal. So that little RV, 45 minutes, was real interesting. Reese was there. He can attest. Were you on that RV? Okay, he missed the RV by a month. <clears throat> we would have needed you to help pastor that situation. Uh, everybody stayed. It was fine. <laughs> but we prayed and we worshiped and we interacted with the Lord and we began to do, see God do some incredible things. And then we began to equip people on who, they're, who they are, on your giftings. And we began to release people into those giftings. Look, it's not enough just to know. You've got to do something with what God's given you, right? And then we began to just go on this journey of, of pursuing God's radical heart to rescue people in religious chains, in demonic chains, in, in the chains of hell because they needed salvation. And year after year, we went through this process of loving people and praying and worshiping and equipping and releasing and sending out for God's radical heart for rescue. And in 2021, as this year began, I felt like the Lord asked me, am I willing to scalp my life in the way I scalped my garden? I said, I don't know, God, because <laughs> it hasn't grown back yet. And uh, I just felt this tug in his heart. Rachel, I want you to lay it all down again. And if you know me, you know this is a yearly question in my heart. Every year, God, I will surrender everything back to you. I hope at the end of my days, my yes is even faster than it is today. I have no intention of ever saying no to the Lord, although sometimes my brain is not quite sure what he's saying in the process. And he said, are you willing to lay it all down again? Are you willing to just cut it to the ground and see what grows back? And I said, okay. And Grant and I began to talk about it. And normally when I do that, he's like, no, 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 you're, you're, you know, that's not what God's saying. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And this time he said, you know what, babe, I think that's what he's saying. Sorry. What's really beautiful is that every single one of my plants has come back bigger and better, except for the one I tripped over and broke at the root. (laughs) 
God bless its soul. It's now with the ultimate gardener, Jesus, too. I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to have this beautiful greenhouse of all the plants I've killed. It's going to be amazing. All the trees, yes. It is a bountiful harvest of plant life on my mansion in heaven. And so it is my honor, my place, my announcement today to let you guys know that we have followed the Lord and decided, felt led, really decided is not the right word. We have felt impressed upon by the Holy Spirit to lay down our role as senior leaders here. And uh, I thought I had cried enough, so sorry. I'm not apologizing for crying, but in that process, we began to ask some really hard questions. What does that mean, God? What does that look like? Where do we go from here? Is this like a new thing for Grant and I personally? Is this a new thing for Bethel as a whole? And And it took a while to wade through all of those big things. And what we've ultimately felt like God said to us personally, and we sought a lot of counsel from our mentors, personal mentors, et cetera, and felt like God had said, look, I want you to invite some friends of ours to come and become the senior pastors of the church. So the leadership team and us began to talk about it and and really just pray and seek the Lord. And so we invited John and Brandy Belt to pray about merging in with us and becoming one body, one voice under the name of Jesus. What a prophetic song for today. And uh, we have gone down this process of praying and, and, and talking to the Holy Spirit, and this is what God has, has led us to do. And I'm going to talk about the details in a second. In case you're wondering, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're really merging the church together. And Grant and I will still be here serving. We just won't be serving in the senior role. Um, we really felt like God, you know, ultimately we are pioneer people. Um, Grant especially is the kind of person that drives into the Wild West and goes, well, this would make a good town and starts making a town. And I'm the kind of person that says, this is a wasteland. <laughs> and the Lord goes, no, 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 it's not. And then I can get on board. Even when we moved to Southwest Oklahoma City, it was the year, it was eight years ago when God told us to come here. Obviously, eight years ago was the big tornado, and um, a lot was actually a wasteland. And the Lord began to say, I want to do something fresh here in Southwest Oklahoma City. New businesses, new churches, new life. And Grant was like, I'm here for it. And eventually, God told me too, and that's how we are here. But in the eight years of this journey, we have seen God do unbelievable things as he's laid the foundation. And it is my absolute conviction he's going to continue to do exponentially more than what we've already seen. One of my personal favorite stories is this lady that was here at a healing class we were doing years ago. She had carpal tunnel and she, she needed healing for carpal tunnel and they were praying for her. And the fire of God touched her and her blind eye was opened accidentally. It was an accident from our perspective. Uh, She actually ran out of the room. She was so freaked out. We didn't even know she was blind in that eye. Her husband did, obviously. And she had a, it was a complication of a childbirth. She had given birth and her, she lost her eyesight in that eye. And the Lord restored it. She didn't ask for it. She didn't even want it. She actually, it's a whole story, but God is good. I will never forget being in the room and watching God do something he knew she needed. She wasn't even asking for. It's like, who is this God that we serve? Other stories of seeing God heal people because they walked in the room and they began to worship and shoulder injuries just fell off of them. It's incredible what God has done. One of my favorites, honestly, is what, even what happened a couple weeks ago when we gave a word of knowledge about scoliosis and Michelle, who's not here right now, she uh, got healed. She has her spine fused. She's not really been able to hold a baby for a long time and uh, God healed her back. 
And she's been saying, she even at her house church last week, she was talking about, I am just different. I can't explain it. It's like I stand different. I feel different. Just on this word of knowledge that God touched her. What he's done so far is unbelievable, but I am convinced we have only scratched the surface. We are only just beginning. So when the Lord asks a question like, are you willing to scalp your garden? The only answer is yes. Because in his goodness and in his kindness and in his infinite love, it all comes back except for the plants we trip over. God rest that one. I really liked that one. As we were asking some really hard questions and we just invited them to come into this process with us, ultimately we felt like God was inviting us to make space for more of what he wants to do. And um, I'm going to share some of the practicals in a minute, but I want to give Grant a chance to share kind of his his version of the events as they have unfolded, and then we'll kind of get into some of the practicals. Version of the events. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy, like last semester. Um, Rachel has this question fairly often <laughs> over the years, and uh, it's a very clear, like, what, what is the Lord doing? No, the Lord is saying, keep going. But if you study biblically, there's a lot of fascinating things about the timelines of seven years. And so the church is just about to hit its seven, end of seven year time frame. And so as we're coming up on that time frame, I've started asking too, like, God, what are you doing? What's next? And I really have this strong sense that this next season is going to be even much more fun and much more full of fruit and like so much better than all the stuff that we've seen so far. We've seen a lot of amazing stuff in the last seven years. And so, um, this last semester we start, you know, pressing into the house church model and we start pressing into biblical church and some of that. And that opened up some questions in my own heart where I just spending time journaling and asking God and seeking him on what, what he's saying. And the, the further that I would go down those paths, um, the more he would just like draw things out inside of me. And it, it allowed me, I think, to kind of open my heart and say, okay, God, I am, it's all yours. Like it's all yours a hundred percent. What are you speaking? What are you saying? Your way has always been by far much better than anything I've ever thought of that, that we would be experiencing. So the answer is yes, whatever that is. And we were trying to figure out all the details. And just consistently over and over and separately, the Lord kept bringing to mind John and Brandy, John and Brandy, John and Brandy, John and Brandy. And so when we started talking to them about kind of coming in line with their vision for the future, we started learning more about what their vision of their church is. If you don't know, they've um, came, they moved here a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. And they moved here because the Lord very powerfully and clearly said, Revival's coming to Oklahoma City. Get your booty there. <laughs> and so they've been in the process of planting a church there. And we've been like friends for the last, you know, year-ish since they've been here. And so um, as we started asking them, like, what's the vision? What are you going for? It was fascinating how similar, like almost verbatim, the things that are in their heart or what we've been pushing on for seven years now, eight years now believing God to do in the area. And so just as we kept praying about it, it felt like, wow, this is crazy. And this is 100% God. Like this is the Lord all over it. So, um, yeah, just to reiterate, we feel like we are supposed to merge in with them and 
come underneath their leadership and be a team of support for them. So by no means are Rachel and I saying, hey, we're done, we're out of here, peace out. Like, we're still going to be around, we still want to be in your lives, we're still going to minister and serve and be a part as much as we can, but we're coming in line with their vision for what God is saying for Oklahoma City moving forward. And we're going to support them with all of our might. Um, and then also try to follow the Lord with some of their business things and some other ministry things that he's calling us into as well. So it's extremely bittersweet <laughs> because it's like, gosh, this is crazy. This is all we've known for eight years, you know. And really we thought, wow, we might, we'll probably die as <laughs> Bethel OKC pastors, right? Um, but that's not what he's saying. And, and even this morning the Lord's reminding me like, this is good. This is only good. What I'm doing, like this is, this is not like yes. In a sense, it's like a dying to something, but in the the majority of the sense, it is only like a doubling down in a multiplication of what God's already doing, so that we can see so much more moving forward. Um, and He was reminding me about the pioneering stuff too. He's like, hey. This is who you guys are. Like, this is natural. There's nothing bad. This is only good. So um, we're sad, and we're very excited, and um, we're excited to see what the Lord does as it unfolds. So you might be wondering, what is this thing that God is saying make space for? And at the beginning of the year, in this process, before he had brought us to this conclusion with it, really felt like God was putting it on our heart to start a, an, an equipping ministry, essentially, to resource the body at large. Um, and primarily, for me, spending more time writing and developing some not only discipleship resources, but also books and things like that. And as that was, as God was speaking that to me, these doors began to open to even potentially be able to translate some of these resources for countries like Pakistan and Saudi Arabia and some friends of mine that are doing ministry there and India. And um, just really felt this like, yes, this is what God is is saying, but I, I am one I am one woman and I am not Wonder Woman. <laughs> and I have four kids and a husband that has nine businesses and uh, other things as well going on, a family and all of that. And so that, that when we're talking about making space, we're not talking about running away from ministry. We're talking about pivoting to be in the right spot that God has for us for this next, this next season. So on a really practical level, let's just get into some of the details of it. Um, we are going to be launching something we're calling Goodness Culture. And, um, and so you're going to see that online, but that's probably going to be something you can choose to partake of or not. The church will still function as it does. Um, and that's going to be a separate thing, but we are, uh, and we will still be meeting here at least until God provides another space at some point, which is ironic because a year ago, I really felt like God said, don't renew the, the lease on this space. Um, and so we're not. We don't know what he's doing. Brandy and I'm jumping on the train is really believing for God to provide a building for us. I'm like, why not, right? He can do everything else. Why not? So you can believe with us for that, a great spot um, that we're not renting, that we own. Um, but we're, we're waiting on him for that. So we'll be meeting here in the meantime. And probably the, the most challenging thing you're going to feel, and maybe not, but um, one of the most challenging things you might feel is what we're going to call the church. So what we've decided to do is call the church Overflow Church, which is the name of John and Brandy's um, global ministry. And honestly, 
every time there's a new beginning, it needs a new name. We don't keep having kids and renaming them the same thing. That would be weird, right? And so I, I really want to encourage you, if you feel the sting of, oh, that's weird, or I don't like that, not necessarily about the name, but just the things that are going to come, I really want to challenge you to look at it between, am I frustrated about something that is from the natural, temporal realm, or am I frustrated about something that has eternal significance? I genuinely feel like there's going to be very little that we feel frustrated about that has eternal weight. And so we have to really be careful that we're guarding our heart to not get hung up on small things like the color of the wall or what we call the church or different things like that that you might feel or having to go like a different Facebook page. And these things that you might feel like, ah, don't do that. Just recognize that's not eternal. Not a big deal, right? That's genuinely how I feel about it um, on another very personal note, every month, at least once a month for eight years, we get someone asking, are you guys connected to Bethel Church in Reading? Are you like a Bethel Reading church plant? And I'm personally really looking forward to not answering that question ever again. Uh, praise Jesus. Thank you for your kindness. Um, so we are going to officially be Overflow Church, and uh, there's a new Facebook page, a new Instagram. We want you guys to go and like. Pretty much from today forward, all the communication from that is going to happen on those social medias. We'll still have our Bethel page and Instagram for a little while, um, but it's going to be pointing to that. So if you want to go ahead and pull out your phone, you can go like that on Facebook, like it on Instagram, so you can be in the know. Um, if you don't like that, you can come tell me later, I guess. Um, and from today until July 25th, we're going to be in a transition time. And if you've ever uh, given birth or watched someone give birth, you know that transition time is amazing and intense. And usually there are things that happen that you might be like, ah, but they're necessary to give birth to something new. It is our, our, the four of our deep conviction. God is birthing something new on the heels and the foundation of what has been to take it to a new place. There's literally zero question in my mind that that's what he's doing. But to get there, we're going to have to make some changes. Does that make sense? So we are officially, quote, launching the new Overflow Church on July 25th. We're going to have a party celebration that day. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And when that happens, we are going to actually go back to weekly Sundays. So our Bethel community, you guys know, we have been doing every other Sunday for the summer. And we told you guys at the beginning, we're going to test it for the summer and see what happens. And um, we're going to go back to weekly Sundays. You will still not be shamed if you don't come every week. If you need to sleep in, that's okay. Take care of yourself before the Lord. Um, but we're going to be providing that weekly. So pretty much on the 25th, that will happen. Um, and so, yeah, let me say one other thing just about that. Um, what we're going to do, June, the schedule for June is going to stay the same. What we're going to do for July is we won't meet on July 4th, which is a Sunday we were not planning on meeting. We'll meet on the 11th like normal. And then on the 18th, that Sunday, we're going to have an optional prayer and worship time just pressing in for this new thing that God is doing. So if you're on a house church schedule that meets on a Sunday, you guys are free to not feel obligated to come on that day. If you want something to do, come. We will be here. We'll be pressing in, really praying over uh, overflow and all that God is going to do as he overflows into our life. And so, um, and then the 25th will be the, the, the initiation of the new back to weekly schedule. 
Um, I know some of you guys were asking me personally, and I know I shared with you guys a little while back that we're going to be taking a sabbatical. And so we're still planning on doing a sabbatical of sorts. Uh, obviously, when I shared that originally, some things have changed uh, in the practical side of it, and that's okay. God likes to put me in a blender and push chop chop and see what happens. And uh, I'm okay with that. And so you might, you might see us gone some, but don't worry, we're not gone. We're going to take a little bit of a, a, a lesser approach over the next couple of months, but we will still be here. Um, and you are welcome to call us, reach out to us, gripe at us, whatever you feel like you need to do. We're not running away from you as people whatsoever. In fact, that was one of my big questions to the Lord when he brought all of this up was, I'm not really wanting to leave this community of people, God. Is that what you're saying? And he said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I said, yes, it's great. Because I don't want to be somewhere else where people don't believe in the things you guys believe in. Amen. Once you've tasted a radical version of church, it's pretty hard to do anything different. Um, so let me just say one more thing, and then I actually want John and Randy to come up and, and just share just a few minutes so you guys can hear the sound of their voice and all that, see what they look like. Um, you know, every ending, the best endings are really new beginnings, right? The best endings are the ones where you see a future coming out of it that is enticing and exciting, and that's what this is. So although Bethel OKC, as we know it, is ending, and I know that some of us will need time and space to absorb that and feel that and, and embrace that, something new is beginning that is amazing. And I know that change, even the best change, still feels like change. And so, and I also know that a lot of you guys have come from backgrounds where you felt incredibly hurt by other church transitions and, and that kind of thing. And I really want to just let you know this. You guys, as always, have the freedom to choose what you do with your life. You do not have to stay coming here. My hope is that you would stay and try it out. My hope is that you wouldn't make an assumption just out of a knee-jerk reaction, but you'd give it a few months to see if you like how it feels. I think it's going to feel like today, like always. But I understand for some of you that might be a difficult thing. So I want you to know you have the freedom to decide for you what you feel like God is saying. And if you need help making that decision, uh, please come and talk to us. We'd love to pray with you on that. So we're going to give John and Brandy just a few. June, yes, June's practical schedule is uh, still the second and fourth Sunday. So um, that is the 13th and the 27th. We'll be here at 1030. Um, but we won't be meeting those other weeks. So house churches are still going. Yep, there'll be an email going out today with all kinds of info uh, and have you, don't worry, we're going to, we will find you. <laughs> we will make sure you stay connected. No, not in a creepy way. All right, uh, let's just give John and Brady a minute to come up and share kind of what's on their heart and then I'll wrap it up. Thanks, Rachel. You know, it's, so we have, um, we've been friends for about a year and a half or so since we got here. And the really long story short, as I'm sure you guys will get to hear our story over the next few months, but about two years ago, we were living in Cincinnati. John's originally from here, doing life, pastoring a church, doing all the stuff we do around the world. And I woke up around four o'clock in the morning and had a crazy open vision of revival. And I knew it was in Oklahoma City. 
And I thought to myself, wow, we have some interns. I bet we can like plant them there and help them start a church and like encourage them and cheer them on. And we had no plans on coming here in all honesty. And then through some series of events, God moved us here about a year and a half ago. And as we've been talking and praying, and even we were talking to Grant and Rachel because we attended here for a few months while we were kind of navigating the city. And um, and they even said to us, which we kind of, I joke about now because I don't even know if they remember, but at one point they said, you know, you're going to have to have a local church in this region for like people to understand that. And so that for us was actually the confirmation we were supposed to plant a church. And so we've been in this process of planting a church. And as we've been planting, God just keeps telling us, you know, trust that I'm going to bring it about. Trust me that I'm going to make it happen. Like you don't have to work it. If you just keep seeking God, keep pursuing the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead and direct your steps. And so we had absolutely no expectation that it was going to happen like this. But we are so blessed and honored to be here, and we love the relationship. We love Grant and Rachel. Can we just give them a round of applause? Aren't they just amazing, you guys? I hope you guys know how blessed you are at the pastors that you've had. And they, as they've said, they're not going anywhere. They're going to continue to be here. But we really look forward, you know, together that one can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. And so we believe in the power of multiplication. And now that we're doing this as a team, we're really believing that God is going to breathe not only on this church, but on each and every one of you in a fresh way. I just want to add to that that uh, <clears throat> we're not in denial. We realize this is a big deal. It's a big deal. And it testifies to who Grant and Rachel are. Just the willingness to be able to do something like this doesn't happen every day. Would you agree? You know, and so it's a testimony to them, and, and we love you guys, and we know you're loved by these people, and so it's by the grace of God that we're going to do this, step out into what God is doing. He's going to do a new thing, and the scripture came to me this morning. I said, Lord, do you even have a word? What do you say when someone hands over a church? Look it up on Google. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just doesn't happen that often, but I got a word, it was Isaiah 43, and it says, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. It shall spring forth, shall I not know it? It's going to be rivers in the desert, you know, and so I believe God is just going to pour out his spirit in a way that we have yet to experience. It's going to be an awesome time, and so we're so glad to be here. We love you guys. We appreciate you, you know, and uh, we're looking forward to all that God has in store. It's going to be good. Okay, so I think there is plenty of time. You guys will hear their backstory and their um, God has been raising them up in incredible ways with incredible people. And uh, I would just say to you, most of you know me, that, that know me personally, um, I'm not a super trusting person by nature. And um, I genuinely feel like these are the right people. This is not like a, I'm tired, God. Oh, they're available. Pick them. This is like a, if I had picked anybody to partner my life with, it would be them. And I say that in the most genuine sense. I think from when I met Brandy, actually, I watched her minister at a Patricia King event. She used to um, work for Patricia King and they were here in Oklahoma City and she was teaching something. And I was like, I like her. We're like, like very similar. I like her. And the more that we've gotten to know each other, we've just been friends. And I would be her friend even if we hadn't been in this process. We've spent a lot of time together and dreaming and talking about crazy things that God does. And I, I just say that because I want you to know this isn't flippant. This isn't 
accidental. We're not running away from anything. Uh, we're really excited to team together. And honestly, when you read in the New Testament, this is a very normal thing that God does, moves people in and out of different seasons according to his purposes, and that's what we're getting to walk in. So um, one last practical, and then we'll stick around and, and have questions. And I'd like us to just end by praying, if that's okay with you. Um, we've got our table of previous Bethel merchandise that we've had in years past. And uh, obviously with a new name, that is very uh, vintage. So when I was growing up, my mother invested in a bunch of Beanie Babies. She will hate me for admitting that to you. But there was a, a thought in the 90s, for those of you guys who remember, that these things are hot commodities. The Princess Diana bear... If you get that sucker, you're good. That's how we we're going to pay for college. That's what we thought. Turned out that was a sham. But uh, she still has them. God bless her. She kept them for the grandkids and has a little beanie baby tree. So that's embarrassing. Love you, mother. Uh, I'm sure she's texting me right now about that. I'm sure she's watching. Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, Beanie Babies vintage merch. Bethel OKC is going to be. <laughs> Ooh, vintage merch. Um, it is all free. Do not ask me, those of you who have, stop asking me what you can pay for it. It is a gift to you. And uh, I'll sign it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. You guys don't understand. I am not a good secret keeper. And the last several months have been brutal for me. And I feel like a liberated woman. <sighs> it's so great. After we share with our leadership team, Cody said, your last three sermons make a lot of sense now. The look on your face you had on them. I said, yes, it's go back and listen. Anyways, we'll share details as they're unfolding. Um, but, and you're free to share that this is public information. You're free to share this with whoever we'll be putting on, on social media, a letter that kind of recaps all of this later today. Uh, for those of you guys that, that didn't get a chance to, or want to know. Um, but yeah, let's just take a minute to pray. I want to end on a high note. I dressed a little bit like a clown um, for that purpose. <laughs> It's going downhill, Grant. Rescue me. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, but I want to end on a good note because this isn't a sad thing. In fact, this is actually genuinely exhilarating. I have felt more excited about ministry in the last month than I have in a really, really long time. God is doing something. And I would just encourage you, get your hopes up because the water level is going to rise. Um, the dams are going to break. And we are going to see incredible things. So... Let's do this. If you don't mind, just go ahead and stand up and let's just, just pray. If you are praying from the vein of God help me, I don't like this, that's okay. If you're praying from the vein of, oh, thank God, it's time, that's also fine. And everything in between, we're going to take about 60 seconds and just pray. And then I'm going to just release a declaration over you guys and over this next season. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for what you're doing and how you lead. When you are leading, you are leading well. And everything you do is amazing. Everything you do is good. Everything you do is intentional. So, Father, we thank you for that. We ask that you would help our hearts to move into this new season with great expectation. Lord, we thank you for what has been. Lord, we thank you for what is to come. And Lord, as we say goodbye to one season over the next couple of months, Lord, we embrace this new season with just holistic expectation that you are with us, you are growing us, you are taking us to new heights. 
Lord, we just thank you. Let's just extend your hand to John and Brandy. God, we just ask for your blessing over John and Brandy Belt. Increase in every way. Lord, we thank you for their marriage. We thank you for their family. God, we pray that the rivers of God would overtake them in this next season. Lord, we ask that the anointing you have put on them would continue to multiply and increase. Father, we pray that you would guard their heart and mind and be a guard around them in this transition. Lord, we thank you that two can put 10,000 to flight. And Lord, our, and we just thank you that you are, you are bringing synergy, you are bringing chemistry, you are bringing gifting companionship. You are, you are excelling in every way. And so we just thank you for them and we put your blessing on them. And just put your hand on your heart. Lord, we just thank you that you are giving us an opportunity to correct in the spirit what has been done so wrong so many times by so many countless churches. Lord, we release a declaration that we will transition well, that we will transition as sons and daughters of God who are honoring you and what you are doing. We bind up everything the enemy wants to do in the way he would want to bring division and strife over temporal things. And Lord, we thank you that together we are one family, we are one voice, we are one body, and we accept the new thing that you are doing with expectation, with hope, and with joy in the name of Jesus. Father, I just declare over every single person in this room and listening to this that these would be the days of great boldness on their life, that we would be moving into a season of great exploiting in your kingdom, rescuing people from darkness, setting them free, and positioning them into all that you have for them. Father, we just say yes and amen in Jesus' name. Amen. We are here if you want to chat. We love you guys. Grab some vintage merch. Buy a Beanie Baby. And we will see you in two Sundays.